Now, Drew, we are joined by none other on the line now than Uncle Andrew Mertens. Uncle Mertz, how are you? <laughs> I don't know whether to take that as a, as a compliment or uh, a little bit of a dig at my own. But, uh, Not at yeah, all, mate. Good. It's always, always interesting to hear how you blokes sound on Sunday morning. So um, I like to think I'm, I'm fairly honey-tonsled myself at the best of times. But, uh, but yeah, always seeing how you guys shape up is an interesting one. Mate, we are fresh today. Fresh as Can't amazing. say much for tomorrow in advance because we're actually seeing you later on today. At a little Kiwi do, aren't we? Oh, we are too. You at that, are you? Oh, <laughs> and, uh, to get some white surprise! Bait, white bait yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. A little oh, slice of heaven. It's the early setting up at Potts Point, though. We're 2 30, and we've got the excuse of, uh, of kids to look after later on. That's my pass. Mertz, we're, we're coming to the 2 30 session. So, <laughs> and I've got strict instruction from. The great man himself, Matty Orpai, the, uh, the the drinks connoisseur from Icebergs. He's going to be doing the drinks at today's lunch to absolutely double shot everything you've got. <laughs> well, that's good. Double I, nothing. <laughs> Mertz, I, I didn't get a call up to the Wallaby squad this morning, but I did get a call up for the 2.30 lunch session. So I am looking forward to seeing you down there today, mate. Hey, Mertz. Uh, Big weekend in Super Rugby. Uh, obviously, your Crusaders, their defensive effort up against the Chiefs on Friday night. Uh, run us through that after watching the game, mate. You must be feeling quite confident going into the Super Rugby final as a Crusaders legend. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, very, very proud, obviously, of the effort of the, the Crusaders on Friday night. And if there's anything I like to talk about, it's defensive efforts, as you know. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I'm a real expert on the subject. Actually, funnily enough, in 2000, we managed to win a final and um, we jagged the game down at Bruce Stadium where the Bundys had 70% possession and somehow I watched 14 other blokes stand up and tackle <laughs> themselves to a standstill, just getting up and making those hits all night. And, and, and it's an impressive sight when that happens. But Friday night, to see 222 tackles um, from the Crusaders, extraordinary. I don't think they will want to give that much possession across yeah. uh, to the Blues. Uh, and I don't think they would have wanted to give that possession across to the Brumbies as well. So regardless, after they came out of Friday night, they would have been, yeah, Happy with uh, with with the heart and the passion and the and the I guess the technique and the resilience of making all those tackles, but you do not want to be uh, trying to make two hundred against the Blues because you won't. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Richie Benno stat sheet: two hundred and twenty-two <laughs> tackles. But, um, mate, one like a little side note, I suppose, is the the form of Richie Mawanga, but also the form of Bowden Barrett. I think like last night he really stepped it up a notch understanding that it's sort of, you know, coming down well close to uh, All Blacks selection time. As a former number 10 for both the Crusaders and also the All Blacks, where would you go? Which direction, Oof. Richie or, or Bowden at the moment? I, I really don't know. Um, I, I, I'm very impressed, obviously, with, uh, with Bowden Barrett in terms of probably what he's added to his game now is just a little bit more of quicker feet, and that's probably a direct result of having Monga as his, as his competitor there, that, you know, he's always had that incredible incredible pace. But now, just in the close quarter stuff, which he's always been good at, at running into the, the gaps and stuff like that, but just bouncing around in close, and he was, you know, pretty prominent in, in a couple of Blues tries where he, he did that and got a couple of offloads away and stuff like that. So he had a little bit of, I guess, nimbleness to his game in close because, you know, he has got long strides and he's very quick, but... Uh, yeah, you know, Moana's got that, those crazy feet. So I, I really don't know who who I put. I mean, you know, um, 
I think Moana is perhaps even more of a, a classic fly half than than Bodie Bodie is because yeah. you know obviously Barrett's played a lot of fullback and stuff as well, which he's, he's fantastic at, and he's a player that you've got to have on the field. And so I guess the question is, um, you know, what's a stronger combination, Moana ten and Barrett fifteen, or Barrett ten and um, whoever else at, at fifteen, whether it's Geordie Barrett or whether it's Will Jordan? So. Mm. Uh, you know, they've got options. And that's a bit washy-washy answer, as you know. But well, you actually haven't given us one. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been obfuscating and, uh, and procrastinating, really. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's it interesting well, last night. Know, they're both pretty even. Yeah, it was interesting last night. I understand coverage. You hear Michael Checker talk about the way they both play and how Richie Moanga likes to play up on the top of the line, whereas uh, Bowden likes to sort of sit back a little bit and watch the game play out, perhaps because of his... his um, you know, his time at fullback, see things before he injects himself. So do you think that also plays into how the, the All Blacks want to play as well? Yeah, they can take a little bit of a horses-for-courses approach there, can't they? And, and Bodie's somewhere in between, say, Dan Carter and a, and a Moonga, you know. Mm. Uh, Richie's got a... Moonga's got a long history of having played, you know, touch rugby and stuff like that, where you've got to be incredibly nimble and, and agile and really fast feet. And so... You know, that suits him, whereas, you know, Bowden's a lot more... Um, well, they, they both bring all their players around them into the game as well. So, look, it's probably much of a muchness. So, I mean, the All Black squad gets named uh, tomorrow, of course, 36 in that. Um, interesting to see this morning's one. I'm, I'm sure you guys have gone over a little bit of it. We haven't just yet. Next, next segment, actually. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. I don't want to preempt that. <laughs> so you're keeping me on the New Zealand subject, aren't you? Where have you, where have you been the last two nights, Drew? Have you had the weekend off? Well, I was actually meant to go down to Canberra last night for the coverage uh, to do some stuff with the family and friends, but there wasn't a gathering, so I was given the night off. I see Morgan um, Turinui got sent down there. That's a, yeah. that's a tough sandwich to try and digest. Out, right. isn't it? Get sent down the road to a place that doesn't even have a game on and, uh, and turned around. For, and... for a three-minute cross. <laughs> <laughs> when they're losing. Uh, I, I did offer to Morgs that I would do it for him because his kids were playing in state rep um, rugby over the weekend, but I don't know, he just uh, he preferred to go down to Canberra. Yeah, so I don't know if we'll make a trip across to Auckland, Drew. I don't know if they've got us on, on that sort of thing, but the final, obviously, next Saturday night. It's hopefully not a bad time for Australians at 4.30 as well, so um, that'll be good. But like I say, Crusaders do not want to give up that much ball yeah. with the Blues because they just show that they, they can, you know, they can tear everyone to shreds when they want to. But uh, I think the Crusaders will feel like they've got a, a, a lot more in them, particularly with the ball in hand. But they've shown up pretty lethal too. I mean, down to 14 men both times and get a couple of quick opportunities. Bang, they're down there and Cullen Grace gets a try each time. So yeah. they're pretty ruthless as well. Hey, Mertz, just uh, just back on the, on the game from last night with the Brumbies and having a look at from the Australian perspective, uh, what what were your outcomes and your views of the Australian teams this year? What was your full assessment, uh, you know, across the board of, of what stood out for you? What were the strengths and what were the weaknesses in, in Super Rugby? Well, I think um, most noticeable thing for me across the board, and, and some teams were already good at this, um, but across the board, I think the handling skills have been a lot better from the Australian teams, and I think there's been a lot less aimless kicking. You know, and, and I guess the most glaring example of that is the Waratahs, where, you know, with a young team under pressure last year, they seemed bereft of ideas so often that they just hoofed the ball when, you know, and, and not great kicks, not attacking kicks either. 
Um, and, and the handling skills when they tried to capitalise on the few chances that they got weren't weren't good. So I think Aussie teams have been a lot better with their handling skills this year. Uh, they've kicked away less ball. When they do kick, they make it much more of a, a contestable kick. So I think that's been a you know a big big step forward, and I think it's reflected just in the results that uh, that they've had. You know, when you look statistically, two out of twenty five games last year against the New Zealand teams, uh, Australian teams won seven this year, and there were probably six, maybe another seven that could have gone either way. You know, you look at the Blues against the Waratahs at Leichhardt, and that sort of result. Blues Brumbies, um, there was there was some pretty tight games. So I think overall the standard was much better, and I think it was because yeah, a lot of it just. Uh, putting more pressure on the, the New Zealand teams when the Aussie teams had the ball in hand and, and not... Oh. Oh, Mertz, you haven't gone in an elevator there, have you? Oh, I think we might we, we might have lost our, our friend Andrew, yeah, we, Andrew we've Mertz. Wound, we've wound him up. Oh, he's back. he's back. He's back. Yeah. We've got it. We got you, Mertz. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we, we lost you there for a second, mate. Mertz, oh, sorry. just quickly to, to finish up, what's your, what's your tip for next weekend's final? The Crusaders on uh, oh. the Blues in Eden Park, of course. I, re- I honestly don't know. Give us I mean, one, I, mate. I, 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 I sound like a Michael Chicky. I don't make predictions, mate. <laughs> that sounded like Eddie Jones. I'll give this to Mate, he's out shortly, too. How good is that going to be? Yeah. He's going across and landing in Perth and dropping a few grenades at the press conferences. Uh, hearts is, I don't know, my head's shut off on a Sunday morning, so my heart is Crusaders by, uh, I don't know, seven or eight. So we're going to see Scott Robertson breakdowns afterwards. How good? Oh, let's hope not. But let's hope the, the weather, the, the conditions are so inclement that he uh, he can't get down on the ground. But yeah, it's, it's a good good traditional part of it. And I guess you know it's, it just sums him up. He's had so much success as a coach, but yet, yet he's prepared to make a laughing stock of himself, and that's wonderful. Well, mate, we're also prepared for you to make a laughing stock of yourself this afternoon. Yeah, a bit of break dancing this afternoon, Mertz. <laughs> no worries there. Maybe the break, maybe not the dance. <laughs> Andrew Merton, thanks so much for your time this morning, mate. And uh, we look forward to seeing you this afternoon. See you guys. See you later. Thanks, mate.